Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As... Just like everything else, I saw on Twitter today, Order 66 canceled, okay? Yeah. I mean, we're canceling every possible event there is. Shut it down. Can we also, can we get Order 66 canceled? Yeah, can we shut it? Yeah, really. Good. Can we go back and, and just fix all of that, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that'd be great. It's canceled. Wow, man. Wow. As we are back, I uh, got some season seven, episode four, unfinished business, Clone Wars to talk about. We got a good uh, transmission here about Project Maverick. Um, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, honestly, it's been a little crazy. And, and I do. We, I, I just want to say to everyone out there um, that uh, I, I hope everyone is doing well and, and staying safe. And and uh, I know it's a uh, it's crazy times and uh it you know it is it is what it is but uh the force will be with you always yeah you know, sometimes we save it for the end, for the end of the show but truly uh, i think people need to kind of hear that and uh yeah it's it is just it's it's wild i i don't know what else to say about it um other than other than that because it's all happening so fast and everything is just sort of uh going it's just crazy and i and, and actually um, just so folks know, you know, um, not only was I transitioning into like a new apartment and upgrade on the internet, which is all coming tomorrow, uh, which is fantastic. And that means more hyperspace, more hyperspace, hangout, uh, more Facebook live, all that good stuff, more YouTube. And it's gonna be great. But at the same time, I have so many different things I have to kind of prepare and get ready, uh, for, for work and things, things to do that, um, yeah, it's just kind of wild. It's like, I feel like I'm juggling, you know, like, I feel like I was juggling, you know, three, um, you know balls in the air and then boom somebody's tossing three more in there it's just kind of crazy but 
whatever. I mean, they're doing fine, and uh, it's nice that we got uh, a new episode of Clone Wars, and that that was cool to kind of uh, have that. And we we've got exciting stuff. You know, we're we're still excited about the Project Luminous. We're we're excited about Clone Wars, and and we're thinking about season two of the Mandalorian. And uh, I'm still thinking. I'm I'm still theorizing. You know about Ray and her new academy. So I mean, that's where I'm at. But I don't know. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, you know, I I was also I was trying to find it there on Twitter because, um, so Disney, you know, um, one of the things because this whole coronavirus thing is is bringing us is uh, you know, people are starting to release stuff early, right? So Disney, um, re- is releasing the digital version of Rise of Skywalker. I think tomorrow, right? I was trying to I was trying to see if it was today or tomorrow, but I they said that yeah, I thought they said they're releasing Frozen. Yes, they two. yes right. And Rise of Skywalker tomorrow, but I just saw somebody uh, tweeted. Actually, uh, Dan uh, Dan Z tweeted um, our buddy over yeah. at uh, Coffee with Kenobi. Coffee with Kenobi just tweeted that Frozen Two is out now. So I'm so I'm trying to see is well is Rise of Skywalker out digitally now for purchase? Yeah, I can't remember what they it, said. Or I, is I, or is it still tomorrow? Because it seemed like they just said, "Ah, eh, no, we'll release we'll release Frozen Two even even earlier." Yeah, and, and they may make a, another. You know, who knows? Uh, like the digital thing is really cool because you can just release that, and then you know, not to worry about shipping stuff out to stores and things, and that give that to people so they can. If they're home or they're quarantined or they have to whatever. No, it's out. It's it is out now. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker digitally is out today. We're recording this on a Saturday. So what? Well, I know it is. You know what I'm doing? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? What? I, I thought it was later. Oh, my. Oh, Lord. You know what I'm doing? I mean, this is great. Yep. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they, gonna... Like, that's the kind of thing, though. You know, like, like we do have to. Gosh, man, I don't even really know how to how to talk about it because it's one of those things. I'm just I know. got my heads down. I'm just trying to do my thing. And. And I really do want everyone to, um, you know, I hope everyone is. I know it's disrupting life for a lot of people, and, and it is something we have to take we serious talking, and stuff. But it's, it's just, we were, we, it sucks. We were, we were. <laughs> this morning, I woke up and I was like, "Wow, remember, remember when there were sports?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? It's like it's insane to think that like a week ago. I, I don't know. It's just crazy well, well, like you know what, guys? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to say, like, well, I just hope, I just hope Star Wars Celebration. I hope it doesn't last long enough yeah, to cancel yeah, Star Wars Celebration. Right. I know, I know. There's, there's that, and I, I was talking to a couple of my other buddies who, who do podcasts, and they were talking about doing some, some fun stuff, doing some collaborations, and and trying to just keep, uh, keep spirits high and stuff like that, and and what have you, because people either, either they're, um, they have to take work off because of their kids, or there's not enough, uh, business coming in, and so then they can't work, and some, some of those people are not getting paid. Some people have to go to work. Um, because they can't do their job remotely, things like there's all sorts of different scenarios and stuff. And so I just across the board, um, you know, in general, it, it just, it sucks for everybody and it's, it's a lot to go through and, uh, everyone's just got to kind of, kind of stay together and, and stay optimistic and just, you know, um, what have you. So, so that's great. I mean, if Disney's doing things like that, that's, that's what I love is, is that they're coming out saying, you know what, here, this might help. Like, let's watch Rise of Skywalker. Let's do this. Go like, if it's going to help to stay home and, and, and fire that up and, and, uh, you know, get to watch that tonight and stay indoors and help reduce the spread of this thing. Cool. I mean, that's great. So, yeah, that's exciting, dude. You literally got me fired up. I'm like, man, let's, let's, you know, shoot. I mean, turn it on, yeah, download it. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, let, let's go. I just, yeah, yeah, I just wish it was, I wish it was on Disney Plus. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna wait until it hits Disney Plus. I don't, I, I personally don't need the, 
the digital, you know, the copy of it. I don't um, need it. That's just available. So <laughs> it's available. It's like, well, it's 20 bucks. I'm buying it. I don't care. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, guys, we do have some new Star Wars stuff to talk about today. Um, there was a Clone Wars season seven, episode four, unfinished business. Yeah. While the Republic forces led by Obi-Wan Kenobi and Mace Windu make a final stand against the Separatist forced at um, commanded by Admiral Trench at Fort Anaxis, Anakin, Rex, and the Bad Batch decide to use Echo's cybernetic implants to their advantage and misdirect the Separatist fleet. They board Trench's ship where they successfully shut down the Separatist fleet, thus assuming the Republic's victory in a last effort. Trench activates a bomb hidden somewhere at Fort Anaxis, but Anakin confronts him, that's uh, putting it lightly, and obtains the codes to deactivate, deactivate it. Before executing Trench, Anakin, Rex, Echo, and the Bad Batch then escape from Trench's ship, destroying it in the process, and in the aftermath of the battle, Echo decides to join the Bad Batch. Yeah, I mean, this was really, I mean, the last episode was action-packed, but this was, like, really action-packed. Like, this yeah. was action-packed, intense um a lot of really kind of cool stuff here um uh, basically you know you know you get the bad batch there um and and rex and echo never and saying let's lure all of the droids in to one spot so that echo can deactivate them that way he can do it from one one mm -hmm. kind of burst right and so uh there's the issue, though, is one, you got Mace Windu and Obi-Wan in there, so that puts them in a little more danger. And two, you know, some of the people in the Bad Batch aren't entirely sure that Echo is. Can't trust uh, him. Can you trust can't, him? Can't exactly. trust him. I mean, I. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I was there with him for a split second. I'm like, wait a second. I don't know about this guy. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a lot. He's overwhelming the Jedi, and this seems to be you know, a little much. And so can we trust him? You know, Rex says, yes, Anakin, yes, let's go. Let's do this. And it's the bad batch who are kind of questioning it, making sure. Uh, and so it's kind of ironic, you know, then at the end, he's this misfit who can't, you know, where, 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 where does he go? And Rex kind of gives him that permission, which is cool. But uh, yeah, there for a while. I mean, we, we have no idea uh, how this is going to work and what's going to happen. So, and I just thought it was super cool. Can I just say, I love that Obi-Wan and, and Mace Windu are there together doing doing their thing, you know. Um, gosh. I think they did, I think they did a really cool job of having their totally different personalities kind of, you know, fit together, yeah. right? I thought, that, I, I just thought that was cool and interesting, right? Because they're just, they're really different. Yes. They're just, they're, re they're really different personalities and I, I it was kind of cool to see them interacting with each other i I'm, I'm just, okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a tangent here but and i'm sure and and and, I, and i'm sure there's tons of other clone wars episodes but again yeah. this is clone wars for me is like new um mm -hmm. you know because i didn't i didn't really watch it so like now i'm just gonna finish this season out and then go back and like kind of rewatch it and so i was like oh this is just this is cool it's cool yeah yeah it, it, it's neat i want you to think back man i want you to think back to episode one okay when Obi-Wan is there in front of the council, okay? And he's there with Qui-Gon and Anakin, right? And Mace Windu sitting there. Like, I just, there's a part of me that just, like, I know Mace Windu's awesome and he he's, he's all these great. So is Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is just an absolute boss. And I just want to make that very clear, okay? Um, I don't know, I just... Like, I'm seeing, like, you know, I see all these great masters, you know, sit, sitting there, at, at, like, on the council. And then I see my boy, Obi-Wan, taking on Darth Maul, cutting him in half. 
And so I don't know. It's just it's just epic. And then I saw him out there, you know, in this episode with Mace Windu, and I've seen him actually w- with him before. And they do they do do a great job of kind of you know uh, bringing out their different lightsaber styles, their tactics, personality, that whole thing. It is it is great. But uh, he he is you know General Kenobi. I mean he's he's just a big deal, and I loved it. I, I think it's great. And, you know, at one point he's talking about Anakin, and uh, he he's you know he, he and Mace Windu are there and. Windu kind of doesn't trust Skywalker yet. I don't trust him, right? I don't trust him. But Obi-Wan does. And, you know, he says, if I know anything about Anakin, as the droids are coming in more, he's saying, like, um, Anakin's got the hard job. Like, he's he's taking on the brunt of this. So it's more just that he believes in Anakin, and he just truly, you know, this is his brother. And really, it's it's ironic in this episode, because this is where we see Anakin make sort of a... Uh, a move that is not very Jedi-like, right? It's true, yeah. It's true. I mean, Anakin, you know, Anakin goes in there and disarms him, uh, to say, you know, to say the least. Uh, when he <laughs> And then, and then, well, that's, what the, you know, that's funny, too, because they said, like, oh, they've been disarmed. And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny, right? Right, yeah. right. Um, and then Anakin just, like, he, you know, he goes, Trench goes to kill him, and Anakin just stabs him. Just like literally right in the chest, just yeah. boom, stabs him. Well, you know, and <laughs> yeah, well, and, <laughs> like, well, and again, you know, Admiral Trench did try to, t- you know, he did try to hurt him, and what he was attacking him, so he wasn't defenseless, you know. So, so there's that, but, but yeah, he does kind of call him out and sort of say like, you know, I mean, Anakin says, I don't have those weaknesses. That's not, that's not me. You know, Duke, Dooku may have mm-hmm. told you that, but like, I need this information now. You know, so my question is, like, when do I mean, who do you blame in this situation? Do you blame Windu for not knowing the last number? Yeah, I, I kind of do. All right? Come wow, on. I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm how's, he, how's, he, how's, he, how's he supposed to know it? The Force, all right, is his ally. Supposedly. Yeah, he should have. He should have. He I got my question. Where's Yoda and all of that? What's he doing? Okay, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why isn't he here? Okay, dude, people are people are gonna hate this because we start to like. It's funny. Matt has done this. By the way, this is all Matt's fault. I mean, he like the dark side presence here, and maybe your brother Nick uh, it's as well. It's not dark side presence. Well, it's just the questioning of the, the council that needs to. Be, well, I think the council should be questioned. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it, but once you did that, though, now I start to. I mean, question I every move they make. Well, when you sit, when you literally sit across the table from the Dark Lord of the Sith, right? Yeah. And in Episode Two, and you say, "Oh, the Sith is clouded." You know, dark, the, the clouded is the Sith. It's like obviously <laughs> you're literally talking to the guy. I mean, how can you not figure it out? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it is funny when you go back and you look at that that clip of Yoda, and he's sitting there, and he's like, "Difficult to see it. the dark side clouds everything." And it's almost like I, I kind of want Palpatine to do like a like a like an eye like I brow raise sort of like really mm-hmm. <laughs> and literally all they needed to do was give anakin the rank of master i mean that's it yeah that's I, literally I, all they needed to do had they well, given anakin the rank of master none of that stuff would have happened yeah and i guess i'm just impressed like in this episode i'm glad that they they show us this other side of anakin they show him like on his way towards this turn um windu doesn't trust him now here's the thing you can kind of say obi-wan's close to him he's anakin's had his back he knows anakin really well um and maybe, maybe you could make the case that it's blinded Obi Wan to some of this of what's going well, on. I do, I do. I, I think I he knows actually, to an extent, but maybe not as much as Windu I, does. Yeah, I do actually, because oh, I mean, if I had to actually kind of fault Obi Wan for something, mm-hmm. and I again, I don't fault him because I think it's, I think the whole 
I mean, he he knows. I mean, he's not telling the council that Anakin and Padme That's have right. a relationship. That's right. Yep. That's true. And it's yeah, you know what? That's good, Matt. Just let's just cut right to the truth on all this. You know why? Again, because I because I think Jedi should be allowed to have attachments. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it is interesting, yeah, that that like he he he. It just shows that he does love him and he does care for him, and he's been, uh, you know, around him so, so long. And it, it's it's also a, you know, I mean, a master wants to be proud of his apprentice, and it's like I've I've trained you for since you were a young boy. Like he's telling Anakin that in Episode Two. And when they start to kind of, you know, Mace Windu says to Obi Wan, "I don't trust him." He's like, "Is Master? Is he not the 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 chosen one? Is is he not to bring balance to the Force?" And you know, Yoda mm-hmm. does his whole, you know, uh, spiel, and it's like, it's like, come on. I mean, so, so I don't know. Like a part of me is is like, well, maybe Windu was, maybe he was on to something. Maybe he he doesn't, because um, he says, you know, perhaps, maybe, maybe he's the chosen one. Like, yeah. but there's something that's not sitting right with Windu, and clearly. He had uh, good reason to not not trust him, you know, because Anakin yeah. was was more selfish and was was in this for his own, you know, it, like it, like in the end, Palpatine is like gets this out of him, like he finds something that he needs and that he's willing to violate the Jedi code in order for, um, and he learns about that. He learns about that that peace being there because of the Tusken Raider attack and the, and then the, his mother being being you know killed. So like that's he knows that 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 piece of him is there. Like that's the other thing too is that you Yoda in if you go back to um some of these other Clone Wars episodes when he goes on a journey and he fights Dark Yoda and he basically faces the evil you know half of himself. It's like okay, each of us have that there. We have the 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 ability um, or the means, I guess, or uh, the choice to make uh, to either choose the dark side or the light side. And, you know, Luke faces that in the cave. So, I don't know. Um, it's a lot. And this, the Clone Wars is, is good at this. Like, they're good at showing us that Anakin has these choices and that, but he's also in a position where, is it not a good thing to want to save someone that you love? You know? Mm-hmm. Isn't that a good thing? Well, it's, it's, also the, it's also what they fight to protect. Yeah. I mean, they fight to protect a specific way of life, and then they, well, we don't, we don't want to be part of that. Because then it's like, well, are you looking down on it, or are you you just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I or, mean, I mean, so yeah, let's, let's look at it. Like you know, Anakin wants to protect Padme. He wants to keep her safe, and it's the system that basically, like, wants you to be detached, or not maybe too attached to one thing, because then you're you're unattached to other things. So it's complex. You start to think like, what is it about the structure of of the Jedi Order? that, you know, kind of that Anakin has to war against when he's trying to do something that's a good thing. Um, although he's and the reason he's hiding is because does he know what the what the, um, you know, the uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, punishment will be for for right. having a, a, a relationship. Would, would they really have thrown Anakin out of the order? I mean, it's not like, you know, Dooku's probably not. I mean, Dooku's not in the order anymore. He chose to leave the order. So that was something that he did. Um it's like, could Anakin have done that? But but did he want to? You know, I think he wants to be granted that rank of master, and then like maybe I could make my own choice. Like I've accomplished it. I've I've reached that that level, and now that I'm a Jedi master, you know, here we go. It is actually really interesting to me that in the Legends stories, one of the biggest things that Jason Solo faced and had trouble with was that Luke wouldn't make him a master. 
And it's like, wow. I mean, and, and they kept questioning when Luke, when are you going to make him a master? And, and Luke saw like the darkness in him and saw like, he's not ready. No. Um, and, and although this is somebody who you're like, wait a second, he should be, I mean, he should be, uh, ready to be a master. And, and he's been with Obi-Wan for a long time. So yeah, I don't, I, 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 I don't know. It's just, um, Anyway, this episode kind of had me thinking about the dynamics of the council, the way of the Jedi, uh, their code, and then yeah, actually even the last couple episodes, just like as we say, Obi-Wan knowing about Padme, him seeing Padme, you know, again, we're into this all, like all this leads us right into episode three, and it's it's fascinating just to think about Anakin and how he's developing and how he's being pulled more and more towards the dark side, and it's like, I don't know, what was was it really that bad of a thing that he, you know cut the arms off of Admiral Trench. I mean, yes, but you know, he got, I mean, saves well, Mace Windu, baby, maybe he saves half a planet. Right. So that's, he does. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. I don't have it. I don't have an issue with that. I mean, some people were saying, Oh, he, Anakin's that's showing Anakin turn to the dark side. I mean, it's war too. At the same time. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the guy did try to kill him. I mean, whether it's, it's dark side or not, I mean, I think it was more so him, his aggressive tone in the situation. But again, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you're supposed to, I mean, Mace Windu has a pretty aggressive tone towards Palpatine when he, in episode three, when he's got him on the ground with a lightsaber in his face. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. I think why, like one of the, in that situation, let's just like hyper-focus on that. So Anakin is trying to um, get information quickly because he needs the last number, the last digit for Mace Windu so he can disarm the bomb. That's going to save the entire you know, um, you know, planet, if you will, and 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 save a lot of their troops and, and 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 all of that. So again, he's trying to do a good thing, and he needs haste and whatever. I think the problem that that Anakin makes a lot of times is that he is instead of relying on the Force, like he he uses, like he relies on himself, like he's self resilient, like sort of like no, there's another way, there's something I can do, I can do this and and whatever, and so like I can just hack this guy's you know arms off and show him I'm serious and. So here we go. Then he'll give me the digits, and he does. Um, but had he have waited just a moment longer, that's one of the themes, you know, is that Obi-Wan kind of, you know, um, Anakin is struggling with at the beginning of, of uh, episode three where they get caught in the ray shield, and Obi-Wan's like, wait, wait, we're, we're, we're smarter than this. And then Anakin says, I, I say patience. And it's like, it's like really? You know, why why doesn't he say that more? Um, why not Why not lean on the force a little bit more to provide a different way? Uh, yeah. So, so it's almost like this rashness and this whatever. And it's also, I don't know. It's something Qui-Gon in, in Master and Apprentice talks about with, with Obi-Wan is, is finding like being connected with the living force and being there in the present and having the force there as your ally to guide you and to see like when there's not, it doesn't seem like there's a way through like that you need, that's when you need to give in to the force and meditate. That's why he does like meditate in battle and stuff. And, and he preps himself and people might say, well, it didn't work for Qui-Gon. I don't know. You know, like he was on a different path and we each are on our, on our, on our own paths. But yeah, I don't know. That's just something I'm, I'm thinking about with Anakin there in that situation. Like, is there, is there another way? Was there another way? Was there more time? Um, but at the same time, was it that bad? No, it's sort of that gray area. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find, um, you know, we, we talk about like, we, we, we brought this up the um uh, i think i think last time where we were talking a little bit about um 
okay, this this is this is a really good one here. Oh, of course, it's a Pinterest picture. Um, I can just zoom in on it. Okay, so in Dungeons and Dragons, right there is they have the alignment grid, right, which is you know your character. You can be lawful. So you have lawful, neutral, or evil. Or excuse me, you have good, neutral, and evil, right? And then on the other, then you have spectrums of that where you have like lawful or lawful, neutral, or chaotic, right? So when you think about a character, right? So like a lawful good character would be Superman. Okay? Yeah. So Superman Superman and like I would say like Superman and Obi-Wan are very are similar in their in their, you know, they they're both good and they both do the things the way you're supposed to do them, right? Well then, on the other side of the spectrum, you've got chaotic good, which is you're still doing things for the right reasons. But you may do them in ways that some people may not necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily lawful, right? It's kind of like that idea of um, you think of like, you know, you see that in books and stuff like that, like you'll see like religious organizations that are like purging evil, right? So like, well, we're just going to we're going to go out and we're going to kill the evil people yeah, um, because we want to we want to make the world a better place. Right. So so like in comics, like you would have on one spectrum, Superman as lawful good. And on the other spectrum, you'd have Batman as chaotic good. Right. Mm-hmm. Batman's like in there, like breaking guys legs and, arms yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Total different. So like in Star Wars, a chaotic good character might be. Um, I'm trying to think, like maybe like Chewbacca might be you might consider to be chaotic good. Well, right? Han Solo, yeah, or yeah, even Han, yeah, Han Solo, I think is a little more neutral. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could you could probably make the art like Mando actually might be yeah. chaotic yeah. good. You know, Man Mando Mando's probably probably chaotic good. Um, and then you've got you know like guys who are neutral, right? Like I'd say Han Solo is a little more towards the neutral side. Uh, DJ is in the neutral side. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even Lando, right, falls into that kind of neutral side. And then you like you got you got your three stages of neutral, um, and then like evil and stuff like that. And so anyway, so the whole reason I'm bringing that up is just you know we talked about you know as as you were just mentioning Anakin, you know is he doing the right thing? I'd say that Anakin, Anakin moves all over the chart right at different points yeah. throughout yeah <laughs> through Anakin, i think Anakin, i think moves th- through total the entire chart i think he hits at some point in each of the movies right i mean uh episode one anakin's probably lawful good um episode three anakin probably go is chaotic good to maybe lawful evil right so like the lawful evil is also really weird too because you're like how can he be evil and also lawful right <laughs> so that like like that like maybe you know that though that might be like moff gideon well maybe not moff gideon but well, you're, yeah. you're adhering to uh yeah a system that's not um good you like you like you're, right you're being, exactly yeah yeah. You, yeah you're yeah so you're like you know like you, yeah. yeah like like uh yeah you look at some people like maybe well um you might say uh cardinal in the that's what i was thinking right yeah cardinal yeah uh, stormtroopers a lot of stormtroopers and stuff are people who you would consider to be like lawful evil and then you you know like chaotic evil is probably maybe not even palpatine palpatine might be a neutral evil because he's evil but he could he could go other ways and then so there's there's specs maybe like darth maul actually actually like chaotic evil right sure yeah and so it it is just interesting when you kind of look at those characters and think about that um, because Anakin, I think, moves all over the place in in the spectrum. He's he's not somebody who we really see. Like Luke is like totally like neutral, neutral good. I mean, he's mm-hmm. 
Luke is like he does his own thing and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that is a big difference between Obi Wan and Anakin. Yeah. Right? Is where where they fall on that spectrum and where the Jedi uh, view things, right? Because even even if, like they're all working for the light side of the Force, but they all have different perspectives on where that should be. I mean, that's the big yeah. that's the big difference between uh, Qui Gon, the living Force, yeah, right, and 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 Obi Wan or and you know like the Council, the rest of the Council, and the, and their viewpoint on it. Yeah, you know, I, I, as you were talking there, I was thinking about like Luke and Obi Wan. As you said, if Luke's this neutral good, meaning he's just being truly guided by the Force, you know, he's just like in this mm-hmm. doing his thing, uh, and it's it's something higher is is moving him and guiding him. Um, he doesn't know the Jedi code like Obi Wan does. Now Obi Wan is also good, but he's almost like more lawful because he adheres mm-hmm. to a very strict you know code. Exactly. And not that Luke doesn't, uh, and I know that kind of right. you know bending this a little bit, but like. It, it, I, 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 I kind of get what you're saying there. And just that, like, you know, because um, Luke has no, he doesn't know, uh, like, like, all these little rules and technicalities and, and things that yeah, you can like, and can't like do. Luke yeah, like Luke, Luke Force chokes somebody in episode. Yeah, we could say, he doesn't know. Dark side power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Gamorrean, you know, deserved it. Like, he had no idea, you know, so it's like, like, whatever. It's just a power. I can use it, right? Cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it seemed, you know, felt right, so... <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, yeah, I, and I yeah. mean, I, I think you could even make the argument. You, you know, you could make an argument that Count Dooku is just neutral, and you know, I mean, we just oh, he has a red lightsaber, so we view him as a Sith, but not really. I think he's just out there doing his own thing, and he just happens to be on whatever side is is benefiting him most, right? And so, and so, it yeah. is. It, yeah, I I think that's just uh, that's something to kind of take into consideration as we as we look at the you know you look at the Clone Wars and you look at especially the prequels. Um, just because there's so much more politics involved, the Jedi Council's there, and it's something that's going to be really interesting to to think about. Um, and I, I I think it's gonna it'll be hard actually to compare the original trilogy four you know four five and six and then seven eight and nine to the Project Lumino stuff that's coming out. Yes, where I think actually I think actually this High Republic stuff is going to benefit the prequels because it's going to be easier to compare them because they're similar where they have Jedi councils and and those things. Right, right. Yep. Uh, I'm looking up something here just because we're talking about this. I'm trying to make some some different connections too. And we're going to get right back to, um, you know, Clone Wars here. But so you know the character Sifo Dyas, uh, Master right. Sifo Dyas, and and everything. So in the this is new canon. Let me just make sure here. Um, in, in, yeah, it's, it's Dooku Jedi lost, which I think we need to like, uh, I I've, I've read and I think we get, we'll get to eventually here, but, um, we learned about Sifo master, um, Kastana, master Kastana and like just the things that she was into that, you know, others weren't other masters weren't. And so just like what we're talking about here, I for some reason I thought of her because I thought, dang, She's a very different type of master and the things that she allows sifo to do and to get away with and his premonitions and how she handles them is very unorthodox. And so you're sort of like, okay. And then it's like, and, and, and it, she's like the, she, you, you know how we see Qui-Gon as this uh, master who doesn't always listen to the council and does his own thing and he's guided by the living force and, and so on. Um, so he's less like Obi-Wan. You know, I was talking about Obi-Wan being that neutral 
mm-hmm. but yet lawful or good, good, whatever, good lawful. Right. I'm not real familiar with it, but yeah, um, lot, yeah I'll, I'll, say, I'll send you a good. picture of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Obi Wan is Obi Wan like Obi Wan is totally like lawful good. Um, and then I would say like Qui Gon's neutral good. I mean, there's, there's there you go. That's what I was that's yeah. what I was driving to. Yeah. So this character is one who is like probably neutral, like in a different way, is into some you know different things, uh, the prophecies and things of the dark side and the dark nature that uh, the Jedi Council is not real fond of and not really happy that she's into and looking into. But whatever. So yeah, it, it just sort of goes to show that there's there's a lot more of that, and maybe we'll see more of that in the High Republic. Maybe we will see. Um, during this golden age, there'll be different factions. Maybe not. I mean, you know, we were just we just finished up with Wheel of Time, and I, I sometimes think I think about. Um, I've talked to you briefly just about like the structure of their Aes Sedai just a little bit, and how there's different factions. And so I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe they'll 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 do something like that. But anyway, all that to say, you know, Anakin is. I I, I yeah, I don't know that he. Like, it's just not a path that like better guidance and, and more acceptance and um, understanding like, like why in the world does he trust and want more from, from Palpatine than he does from like Yoda and Obi-Wan, you know, that's that like, like think about that. Like, right. Like when he needs because, something because they're holding him back because they're, yeah, they're, they are actually holding things from him and they don't trust him. And so, like well, Pal- Palpatine. I don't even think it's that Palpatine gives him. I think Palpatine gives him respect, uh, and that and that he de- and that you know he deserves. He's he's this he's this you know the, supposed to be the. He's also been growing been growing up. You know here. Oh, he's supposed to be the chosen one. He's supposed to be all of these things, and then he's not even a Jedi master, right? Y- yeah. And part of it, part of it could also just be resentment from Mace Windu. Part of it could just be yeah, Mace Windu, who's who's also somebody who is I want to be has that kind of I want to be very very powerful you know Jedi. It's kind of resentment. Who's this guy who just shows up? Who's gonna, supposed to be the most powerful Jedi ever? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it, so it's 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 so complex. And actually, I was um I was thinking about episode two the other day, and I was I was texting my buddy Lane, and and he was watching episode two, and. We were talking about it a little bit. And I thought, dang, episode two is good. There's some really good stuff in it. It's awesome. The prequels are so good, and it's crazy. I've actually always, uh, I've uh, you know, people have trashed them and stuff like that. I I've never been one who's like out there. I, first of all, I don't really trash anything Star Wars. I don't know if people figure that out yet. I'm a total fanboy, and I'm into all of it. But you know, uh, when it comes right down to it, I don't really trash the the prequels a lot. I mean, I love on I love on the originals way more, but I've always really enjoyed them. So. And now the more you look at this and the more stuff that comes out in Star Wars and the more we get, um, the prequels do just keep getting better and better. And they, they like for some reason, there's there's just a lot there. As you make more connections and tie-ins and you start to analyze what happened to Anakin and how he was seduced. And the Clone Wars actually does a lot for that. It really does show us some insight into what Yoda and Windu and those guys were thinking concerning Anakin and stuff. And, and, his, and Ahsoka, his apprentice, who, by the way, um, to kind of finish, to get back to the episode a little bit, um, you know, I, I and, and, and think about moving forward. I, I'm I'm thrilled uh, to see what's going to happen with like you know Ahsoka her, and, and, and going her. next episode and stuff. You know, so oh yeah, 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 absolutely. So I sent you that grid by the way. I sent I sent you a picture. So if you okay. take a look at that, you could kind of see it a little bit here and just kind of get like an an idea on it because I. Yeah, that it is something to think about. I think so often when we think about Star Wars, we think about these characters as either light or dark. 
but I think there's there's way more to it than just being light or dark, right? Like everybody has their own set of beliefs inside of that light and dark. Otherwise, that's otherwise Poe and Leia would get along, right? And that's what their their mm-hmm. struggle in, in in episode eight. And so I think it's it's something that's I just think it's kind of interesting to try and think about these characters more so than just light versus dark, which is what we do. Yeah. So often yeah, yeah. to kind of to kind of put them in these categories, because then I think you begin to get a better understanding um, to these characters. That's why I think I think Mason and Yoda are very have very similar mindsets. Right. Yeah. In a in a in a lot of things. And I think Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan, you know, is, is actually gets along more kind of with Anakin. And I, you know, I would love in this Obi-Wan series that comes out. If we start getting, we're you know we're gonna get some more insight to to Obi Wan as a character, which I yes. can't wait for. I cannot wait for this Obi Wan series. Yeah. Um, to get some more insight as him as a character, he may talk about some of the failures of the Jedi Council. He may right. talk about right. things they could have done better. We're gonna and just see more of his character. You, you you know actually I was thinking that too. I was thinking um when I when I watched this episode and I was I, I kind of honed in on the idea that Obi Wan believed in Anakin and, you know, trusted him, maybe was even blinded by it. I can actually see in a, in a, in a series later on where he's walking around and he still has fond memories of Anakin, you know? And it's like, oh, I can remember when Anakin and I were in this pick or we did this or whatever, even though he had to face him. I still feel like that's not something you easily just throw aside. You don't just easily cast that aside. This was his apprentice, you know? And I, it's one of the things, too, and this is way... <laughs> Crazy connection here, but as things, I'm telling you, once in a while the Force sends me something, but Xantos in the old Legends books in Jedi Apprentice was was Qui-Gon's apprentice who had fallen to the dark side. And it was not easy for Qui-Gon to, Qui-Gon didn't want to take on an apprentice. He didn't want to take on um, Obi-Wan. He didn't want to because he had already lost one to the dark side. And, yeah. but like, and he fought, and he, and he actually thought fondly uh, and he had good memories of him from time to time. And it's sort of like, yeah, how are you supposed to, like this is someone who you still care about uh, and, and are just devastated that they fell to the dark side. So like I could, I could see Obi-Wan struggling with that and thinking about it. You know, uh, it's like people do the Obi-Wan remembers that clip on YouTube, which is freaking amazing. Type in Obi-Wan oh remembers. It's, it's, it's so I think good. It's Obi- that or Obi-Wan has PTSD. That's, it's Either, like we yeah. watch, we watch, it, we watch it thinking, oh, this is going to be a joke, and it's like the best. I'm crying. It's like, yeah, oh god, it's so amazing. I, they, th- I think they should have just labeled that something. They should, they literally should just rename that to be like Obi, you know, like Obi Wan remembers Anakin or something. Yeah, it'd be way, way better because that's the video is amazing. Yeah, there, there's different ones. People, have, you know, one's got that one, the one that were the really blew up, and then they made other people diff- different cuts. Mm-hmm. But it's like he's like uh, when Obi Wan starts to talk about those were the dark times, and he says to, he says of Anakin, um, you know. Luke's father, you know, he's, he's right. like, you know, when he's talking about him, he was a good pilot and, and a he, great friend and, and a great friend. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so like I see old Obi-Wan thinking that and smiling even a little bit and thinking about Anakin and what, what, what a good, what good times they had and how they worked together and how they got it. They saved each, they saved each other's lives. You know, you really start to think about that and you're like, dang, that's why episode three is so good. And they did do a good job. Uh, like, like, that was that's where it like the prequels are shining. I mean, they're absolutely shining just in like what happens between Obi-Wan and Anakin. And and like that that's everything four is built on. When I left you, I was but the learner, but now I am the master. Right? You know, only a master mm-hmm. of evil. And it's just like uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It it, it it it's awesome. It's such a cool, you know, 
thing to think about. So, and just, it's sad. I mean, it's also like just heartbreaking because you're like, and that's that's what it does. It's exactly what George wanted wanted this to create is to see someone who you know had fallen from grace and then is going to be redeemed and then like sees his son and then also thinks thinks about you know okay let's go a step further here even uh, in in Return of the Jedi when when uh, Vader is there and he sees he he is proud of his son for how he is fighting you know we made the joke uh, like like we made the joke I think it was last week about like how Vader says Obi Wan has trained you well you know. But really, in this moment, and to kind of think about it, it's like he he is proud. He is proud of like not not only just his son, but then he's thinking back to Obi Obi Wan, you know, like 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 of all the Jedi to make it, you know, and to be to live and to to go into ex- it makes sense that Obi Wan would be one of those. Like he trained one of the greatest, you know, Jedi Knights of all time, and then the the one of the greatest eventually Sith Lords of all time, and yeah, he's gonna make it. You know, like it's just like uh, in four when he says Obi Wan is here and the Force is with him. Like he has such respect for him, uh, but at the same time, it's it's this um, he's haunted. It's the same thing that Luke says about you know to Ben, uh, like like the idea is that he's kind of haunted by his father and the choice he made there. And it's like, well, Darth Vader is also kind of you know Anakin's kind of like those choices. I'm sure he thinks back on that. And it's the comics do a really good job too, of seeing like the rise of Darth Vader and sort of the struggle that he's going through and really trying to just, it's almost like, it's almost like he is sometimes more forcing himself to know, say I am Darth Vader. Like I have to be this way and to be strong here and to hide whatever feelings and emotions that he may be having or struggling with from Palpatine and Palpatine still senses them anyways. So I don't know, man, I love it. I love it. Great. I know it's just, and it's just like, man, just, these clo- more Clone Wars, I just love because I love the prequels. So yeah, all right. Well, we do have a transmission here as from yeah. Gabe, um, who sent us a th- uh, thing. He said, "Greeting, fellow travelers, uh, Gabo Fett again, transmitting transmitting from the westmost point of the Outer Rim." On the last episode, you talked briefly about the leaked Star Wars game Project Maverick. He says I he writes for a small video game website, and he put together put together a. Th- theory and so i thought i would share that he says uh, anyways during the podcast keep up the good work remember that flying through hyperspace ain't like dust and crops mm-hmm. um so he said on his uh it looks like the website he writes for here is um cities gaming dot com uh it says everything we know about the project maverick that was the game that was released said uh this is he released it on that day earlier today the bot account psn releases leaked on twitter that the new star wars title had been added to the european version of the playstation network we talked about this a little bit last time yeah uh we only have an obscure image to go by uh, with the title project maverick uh in big bold letters um as of now kotaku which is a big video game journal uh website is one of the star wars uh says it's one of the star wars titles ea is working on calling it a smaller and more unusual project uh, tweaking the image, we can clearly see four X-Wings going up against a Star Destroyer in an asteroid field, which naturally leads us uh, speculating wildly about the potential of this game. Uh, having ships in this image probably means the focus is going to be on aerial combat. Uh, this goes along with the rumor earlier that the, uh, about a Star Wars Battlefront 2 spinoff in the works. Uh, Battlefront 2 does have a Starfighter mode um, that could be the foundation for this. Also, the codename Maverick uh, is a very, is very on the nose reference to like say Top Gun, mm-hmm. right? The only, you know biggest aviation movie of all time. Assuming the theory is true and that will take some take place during some time of the original trilogy, 
era based on the X-Wing and Star Destroyers in the game. There's a lot of space battle in this time period they could tackle in those games. Battle of Yavin, Scarif, Endor, just to name a few. There's also a chance that it could feature an entirely new story with new battles of all three eras, kind of like Star Wars Battlefront 2 does. Um you know, then they, they just says we're excited for it. So, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that to us, uh, Gabo mm, yeah. Fett. Yeah, um, there, there hasn't been anything new yet, and now uh, E3 um, has been canceled. That's normally when EA has a huge press conference, um, and we get you normally get a lot of that, which is like in the beginning of June. So yeah. we have to wait and see. I mean, E3, to be fair, has been on the – it's been slowly dying every year anyway um sony you know it's it's they call it e3 right electronic x entertainment expo uh it's always in june and it's always microsoft nintendo and sony for the past since i don't know late 90s have always gone ha- gone had a big press conference here's all the big video games that are coming out this year yeah and then slowly and slowly sony started um sh- not necessarily showing everything then and they 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 do a big video game show in uh, Japan, Tokyo Game Show. That's when Nintendo and Sony slowly started kind of saying, no, we're going to show our big stuff here. And it just and EA became a little bit more Microsoft, so Xbox heavy. And then you started seeing big developers have their own um, conference. And EA is one of them because EA is, I think, the largest publisher out, uh, outside of, I think, the, well, third party. So they, they don't have a console, but they're, the, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're the largest Um and so it was always huge because you know because once EA got that exclusive Star Wars license, we would start seeing all the Star Wars news, right? Since 2015, yeah. when they announced Battlefront, the remake of Battlefront. Um, so now that that's canceled, because um, Sony said they weren't even going to go this year, right? Uh, and so now it's canceled, obviously due to uh, COVID nineteen, the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. We may have to wait a little bit, or they may just release it, release some news then anyway, right on on Twitter or you yeah. know, just YouTube, or maybe do their own little conference or something. So that what? is something that's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, when was that supposed to be? Like when? When is E three? When was it? E three is always uh, it's always at the beginning of June. Uh, just kind of depends, you know, wh- okay. where the calendar falls. But it's usually like the second week in June, like you know, like eleventh through thirteenth or something like that. Um, so it's and that's it's it's always just all the big video game news. So so do you think like they were they planning on maybe like doing a little um um a lot, a lot like teaser for this or something like E three I do okay yeah I do I do now that now that now that it was it was accidentally released on this i think that we would have seen it um so it, it's kind of weird because it seems like what it used to be you know but really you go back to like the the early the late 90s early 2000s and they would show games that were coming out for like years like hey this is gonna be two years out but we want to tease it and get you excited yeah well then as social media and like twitter and stuff started coming out it seems like more and more and more they're really only kind of showing us stuff that's coming out that year um and so it's I mean, it's rare, actually, that we kind of see games that aren't going to be released for I would say it's more rare now to get to get teased for a game that's not coming for more than two years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, the, and, well, we, and so, I mean, again, this was this was this was it was it was leaked air quote. It's possible they may have done it purposely just to build hype. Yeah. Um, on on the PlayStation store immediately taken down. Mm-hmm. And yep. 
I mean, it has like it's called Project Maverick. Like it has the project title. It's like a good picture. Like it's yeah. clearly not. It's clearly not just like you know, oh, Project Maverick, and there's nothing with it. Like sometimes people data mine stuff, right? Where they can, you know, oh, here's like a line of code and something, and it could tie into right. something else or something. Um, so I mean, I think it was thrown up there just to get the internet buzz going on. Um, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. What was the, uh, you were talking about games like being, like we used to kind of speculate about or the, see some something in production. Mm-hmm. For two. What was the one we, you, because back when you used to show me E3 and I used to like. We didn't kinda, get the game that looked awesome that we didn't get. The Star yeah. Wars game. Okay, so that was, oh my God, go look up the trailer. It's called Project, or it's Star Wars, I think it's 1313. It was a game that, because LucasArts used to make all the Star Wars games. But they, well, LucasArts, and then they would work with whatever company. So like EA did a lot of the games um, back sure. in the day, but th- but then they would they would do a lot that they work with anybody because it was LucasArts. They could have whoever they wanted work on a game. So yeah. for example, Bioware they worked with to make Knights of the Old Republic, um, and then at that point in time, Bioware was its own company. Now Bioware is owned by EA because EA is huge and they just buy out big com- They just buy out any company that does <laughs> anything yeah. that they yeah. they want their they want their hands on. Um, and then uh, Obsidian is another. They make a lot of RPGs. They made uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic too, um, and and so, but so they before Disney uh, bought uh, Star Wars, there was a game Star Wars thirteen thirteen, and it was an underground like you know the underworld uh there's a really cool trailer of it and there's only like one trailer and that's all that was really ever seen where you're like on this train it looks like you're maybe either going to play kind of like a smuggler character um it may or maybe he's a bounty hunter i can't remember exactly off the top of my head i just remember it's on a train and it looked really cool for the time like graphically it looked really really good uh and then nothing came of it it was canned once disney bought uh right star once disney bought star wars and then nothing's ever come from it Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah, I know I, I, it was neat to kind of always see. It's a, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because I'm going to pull up the trailer here just, uh, just so I can kind of remember a little bit. Um, Star Wars. I think, well, yeah, I think yeah. it's called 1313. Yeah, because it looked, it just looked really cool. I mean, it looked it looked really cool. It's I think, yeah, it's about a six-minute kind of demo. It was all it was all gameplay footage at the, at the time, too. So it was something they were clearly... Uh, clearly working. Some people have said that some of this, some of that stuff may, some of those ideas, concepts may have turned into um, what we got f- with Jedi Fallen Order. Like some of that stuff may have kind of made mm-hmm. it there. Well, and I was actually about to ask you about Jedi Fallen Order. Like, like a, a game like that that came out in the fall. Like when? Oh, they've been working on it for for that. I would, I would say that the sequel. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, a couple I'd, years or a year or like what? It just depends on how long it takes to make it. I mean, I'd say I'd say that we'll probably see the sequel not this year but the next. Yeah, and when you're working, and the other thing is, it's it's when you're working with a licensed title, you'll typically it, it's tough because then you're kind of held to different, um, you you're held to different time frames, right? Because, like like for example. Any any game that has like to do with a movie, right? Like you know, a game based on a movie. Well, it needs to come out at the same time of the movie, right? So like you wouldn't, yep. Yep. You, you know, you know, if they if they like let's say like Lego Star Wars, Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Well, obviously it's going to come out at the same time that the it came out at the same time as The Force Awakens, yeah. Because you could there would be no point in releasing it 
now. I mean, what, what would be the you know what would be the point of that? So, uh, it's kind of hard to say. It's like um, Madden is produced every year. Sport a lot of sp- sports games are produced every year. Um, other big franchises sometimes get a yearly installment, like Call of Duty gets an installment every year. Assassin's Creed, I think, took a year or two off, um, but normally they get a game every year. Yeah. It just it just depends. It just depends. Yeah. Every every company does things differently. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I would I would say that we'll see Jedi Fallen Order two next year, not this year. Gotcha. Yeah. Now that that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm watch. I'm watch, I just pulled up the trailer for thirteen thirteen. Yeah, it's just it, a lot of it kind of reminds me of, a little bit of, of of Fallen Order. It's like it's but it's just it's two guys on a train and they're and they're uh, blasting people as blasting some some troopers. So it looked really cool. It was going to explore kind of the criminal underworld of uh, like Coruscant and all this stuff. Yeah. But then but then Disney bought it and it and it got shut down. Yeah, gotcha. Hey, what? Let me ask you a question. Um, so you know we got. Project Luminous, we got like um, the High Republic, all that, all that mm-hmm. cool stuff going on. Wouldn't it be kind of neat, just like they did with uh, Old Republic, and they had books, and then they also had the had video games. game. Yeah. I mean, I just looking at those characters, I was just sort of like, dang, I would love to, you know. <laughs> well, there's like, been yeah, there's been rumors online that Knights of the Old Republic is going to get remade. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing super confirmed about it yet. It's just it's just rumored. Um, but I would love to see a, a Knights of the High Republic game mm-hmm. in that yeah. style. In that style. In that style. Would be, yeah, exactly. It would be really cool just to sort of see, you know, one of them who like had gone on a mission, came back, sort of the same start to Knights of the Old Republic, where you're in a coma, you're waking up, like what's going on? We need you. You're a hero. That whole thing. The the Old Republic did a really good job of like the hero of Tython being like someone who we need and they kind of wrote that into the books even and like uh revan having a vision of that hero who would just literally be you in a video game like you're like wait what <laughs> like mm-hmm. like you know that hero ends up being you uh and and i thought that, like that's that's cool that's sick so i don't know i kind of thought that might be maybe the next phase something that they could do depending on how successful it is um maybe we'd love to see those characters you know you'd love to be your own jedi walking up to one of these great masters who we learn about that were next to Yoda and fighting, you know, uh, during the time of the, or I, I guess peacekeeping in the time of the high Republic. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So. Well, uh, as anything else before we sign off here, uh, no, well, uh, I guess, uh, coming up. So, you know, like next, uh, probably tomorrow, gosh, let's like everything fired up. I've got a couple, um, just different, uh, oddball theories, things I want to kind of run by, uh, Matt and things I want to talk about and do some, do some hang hangouts there. Uh, we're also getting my Steam all set up so I can download uh, some Star Wars games and kind of stream some of that and, uh, you know, do some more hangouts and, you know, just watch me take over the galaxy. Uh, you know, if you want to try and stop me, like, let's, you know, we'll you, exchange. You we'll exchange. We'll exchange usernames. You can try. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, that's that's really about it. Just we got those big updates kind of coming uh, for me uh, tomorrow and Monday, and, and we'll just kind of uh, go from there. But, yeah, so... Just uh, if you want to, again, follow us on social media and we can stay up to date with all of our our uh, our stuff, our updates um, as I move things over and pack up all my books. Holy cow, dude. I want every I'm just weird like this. I, I love having the books around me so I can pull them off the shelf and look at them. So I've got two huge totes full in my storage unit that I'm bringing them out, man. I haven't seen them in a long time. And it's like it's time. I need to see those. So 
that's happening. I'm excited for that. So, perfect. So yeah, that's about it. Perfect. All right. Well, guys, uh, before we sign off here, if you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Super Gains Bros on Instagram or Twitter. If you want to follow as it is Womprat underscore two M, and we have been hanging out quite a lot. Um, uh, over on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv backslash box trick, which is the name of my video game podcast. We've been playing Battlefront, just hanging out, talking Star Wars. Uh, feel yeah. free, just come on over. We're we stream all the time. Yeah, I do have it. You can you do have a thing so you can set up as soon as we go live. Um, whether we're playing Star Wars or not, I mean, I the other day uh, went live over there and I talked to some guy for three hours. I was playing Battlefront. And we were just talking about Star Wars. So yeah, I mean. And oh, he, we'll talk about ne- Star Wars anytime, never, anywhere. Never, he had never heard of the podcast or anything. He's like, "Oh, wow, you got a podcast!" So, I, shout out to him if he's uh, if he if he, if he's listening. Um, he's from Colorado, and we were just we were just talking Star Wars. I was just out playing Battlefront two, and nice. feel free. And as and I are gonna, I got the old Republic, whatever. Whatever. And if you guys, hey, Nick's play on with there. Us, Nick's on if, there. If you guys want to play with us, feel free. I'm always down to play. I have Battlefront. We we got Battlefront two on PC and everything. So. Feel free to swing on over there. Uh, yeah, twitch.tv mm-hmm. backslash box trick. Uh, and we're going live and just hanging out, really, in hyperspace it's, uh, all the time. So feel free. So, all right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. In our next episode, we will continue to discuss your transmission. So be sure to send us your Star Wars thoughts, origin stories, or favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dust and crops. How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.